Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Bruce, and I'm here with a bit of a different type of episode here. So I'm actually revisiting one of the chapters from my book, The Legal Marketing Fastlane, which I originally published in 2017. Some parts of it have obviously held up better than others, but I wanted to review some of the material because I did try to focus this book on being some more uh, timeless principles of marketing in addition to some pretty tactical stuff. But I was revisiting this because of a situation that we had in the agency really recently. So we ended up actually working with a listener of the show, as a matter of fact, and it was on a personal injury campaign on Google AdWords. So personal injury is one of the first areas that we ever worked with. We've launched dozens of personal injury campaigns all over the country, and usually it had a pretty good track record of getting leads to come in within the first couple of days. So we ended up having an issue where we were really, really confused by some of the numbers that we were getting. So everything is search network traffic, which I always recommend um, both for our clients and in the book, as a matter of fact. Um, but there were some really awkward things that were happening with the traffic. The first thing that we noticed was that the click-through rate which we'd expect with an absolutely 10 out of 10 ad, fantastic targeting to be probably three or 5%, as in three to five people out of 100 would click, was upwards of 10 or 15% for a lot of these keywords. And what was super baffling is that the one thing that we always hung our hat on as far as our AdWords campaigns is conversion. And that actually ended up going from what we usually expect for personal injury around 20 or 30% down to less than 5%. So it was really, really odd. Um, we checked out the keywords. Everything made sense. You know, best auto accident lawyer, trucking accident lawyer, Kansas City, that kind of thing. Everything really ma matched up, but we were just completely baffled as to what was happening. So turns out we were actually speaking with one of our Google reps and he casually mentioned, oh yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, like, you know, you, you have uh, about like 80% um, search partners traffic on this. And I was like, wait, 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 hold, hold the phone. 80% search partners, what's that supposed to mean? Search partners is something that's been around for a really long time on Google AdWords. Essentially, there's Google itself. That's what most people think that they're bidding on. And um, we'll actually go into one of the, the common bidding schemes that's recommended by Google in the chapter we're going to go over. But search partners is something that's almost never amounted to more than 5 or 10% of traffic. And um, a lot of the times, it was just Google-affiliated partners, but we'd never seen it have that much of an effect. So when I found out that we had 80% of or 80 or 90% of the traffic was coming from the search partners network, all of a sudden it was like a light bulb went off because why is this traffic behaving differently than what we've come to expect from search traffic? And it's because it wasn't really search traffic or it was search traffic, it just wasn't on Google. So we immediately switched that off and the results turned around basically immediately. But I was left with a situation that's a modern twist on something that's been happening for quite a long time, which is the big behemoths in the advertising world making changes and not telling anyone about it. <laughs> Just kind of taking a step back, why, why do Google and Facebook make decisions like this? One would think that it's better off for them to have a better advertising experience overall. And I would say that's mostly the case, but there's some situations where things are going to be done 
that doesn't necessarily serve every single advertiser in every single case. I mean, maybe it's some kind of a case of you got to break a few eggs to make the omelet. But overall, there's decisions that I've seen made time and time again. You know, we've been advertising online since 2013. So it's, you know, millennia in the uh, in the online advertising world. But basically, it's, uh, you know, we've seen so many times again, it's, it's just like you, you will see these things come up. So, you know, you'd think that Facebook and Google want to provide a good experience. But at the end of the day, um, they're limited to how much uh, revenue they're able to generate while providing a good experience for all their advertisers. So I actually wanted to switch a little bit into um, something that, that, that's been pretty well explored, but it's, it actually makes a lot of sense in this context too, which is Facebook, which isn't something we go over the book. But um, basically, Facebook had this issue where basically the newsfeed, which is commonly accepted to be you know, the top tier of traffic, the best stuff where people's attention is, the newsfeed ended up more or less running out of inventory um, a few years ago. I believe the the time where this really came to the fore was about 2018. So there is the whole aspect that Facebook is a competitive market. So what do you think happened when they ran out of inventory? Costs went up. Yes, that will drive some people out of the market. But overall, Facebook sells impressions. So does Google, even though it has a a cost per click model just moderated through things like quality score where they're going to show people who click more they essentially want to have people they're selling they're selling impressions on the network so what works for facebook and when the newsfeed ends up getting blown up so this is actually a huge reason why the market reacted really positively to facebook acquiring instagram because instagram was all of a sudden a new set of impressions that Facebook could sell on its ad network. And the same thing with WhatsApp and any acquisitions that they've made. Now, bear in mind as advertisers, that may not be where we want the ad spend to be going because somebody who's browsing on WhatsApp or Instagram might not be in the same place as far as wanting to convert on an offer as somebody on Facebook. But Facebook's shareholders don't matter. The chairman of the board of Facebook doesn't really matter. Mark Zuckerberg probably doesn't care that much about it either, to be honest. So overall, um, the decision that's being made at a really high level is that they're going to make sure that there's more inventory available so more advertisers can get in the pot. That's going to drive the stock price up. It's going to make Facebook happier. It's going to make the shareholders happier. And then, you know, that's a decision that sometimes will be held at a higher level of importance than what's happening for individual advertisers. So um, I don't think it's completely malicious. It's an informed decision overall, who's to say ethically, whether it's the right call or not, but we have to be aware of it at the end of the day. We're going to go into a little bit of the chapter of how this ends up happening with Google, but that's exactly why what ended up happening with uh, the client account that we had. So basically search network somewhere up the chain, they decided, hey, you know what, we're going to really expand the definition of what we call search network traffic um, to include these search partners, which might not necessarily perform the same. Um, there's no memo that goes out to all the advertisers when that happens. Um, we have to figure this out sometimes. And when we do, it's it's ugly. But um, you know, it's something that we're going to be watching out for in the same. But again, it's it's one of those things um, you absolutely have to be paying attention to this stuff because they will run away with your budget if you don't. More on the relationship with Google and other large advertisers in this chapter. So without further ado, um, here is notes on working with Google from the legal marketing fast lane. Notes on working with Google. It's possible that you've already received a postcard from Google containing AdWords credit. It's possible that you even took them for a spin to see how the platform worked for you. If you're like most small business advertisers, chances are it was not a successful run. We've worked with dozens of Google specialists over the years, both with clients and with our own agency support team, and observed the recommendation, level of talent, and results from implementing the advice that is prescribed by the big G. Here's what you can expect. Google has a range of skills in their account managers. 
With knowledge that people at Google may be reading this, let me say that we've worked with a handful of talented, results-driven people at Google that have generated positive results on campaigns that we wouldn't have been able to do at the time. All I can say is that less than 100% of the account managers we have worked with fit into this category, despite assertions to the contrary. Google has standards that don't work for a lot of small business owners. Google typically recommends a $3,000 budget monthly for AdWords. They also recommend that you stick out for at least three months before evaluating results because these things take time, you know? All in, you're on the hook for $9,000 for trying to figure this out on your own with Google's help, which can be tricky because Google wants you to use the next shiny thing. The recommendation in this book outlined the use of text ads, the first type of ad ever launched on the Google platform that was unchanged until the update to expand text ads in 2016. There will be constant suggestions of alternative networks with unproven ROI, even when there is plenty of search network traffic. Every once in a while, there are features that will augment search traffic, like new ad extensions. If you get a suggestion for implementing one of these, I always suggest you take it. But when it comes to a different type of click on the display network, YouTube, or whatever channel Google decides to open up next, you need to take the customer journey into serious consideration. Despite being a brilliant company, Google has yet to improve on the search network for getting targeted traffic. And as a law firm, this is all you should be concerned with. Google overestimates the importance of traffic. To man with a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. Google has one of the most sophisticated platforms for sending traffic, and Google engineers always have another tweak that you can make to the platform to try something new. As we established in the beginning, marketing is fundamentally a speculative venture. But when the speculation is founded in something that won't make a difference, you can be holding out for nothing. Case in point for the type of PPC lead gen funnel we like to work with is landing pages. Google fits landing page experience into its algorithm, but has no hand in the actual creation. Your landing page experience and conversion rate are a black box to them. In the best case scenario, they can help you implement conversion rate tracking through AdWords and analytics, but they have no input into what makes a landing page work. In situations where you are multiplying by zero with a bad landing page, no amount of traffic will help you out. In situations where your landing page has a lot more room to grow than your ad campaign, Google doesn't have capacity to advise you on how to double your conversion rate. However, they may tell you to double your spend because Google wants you to spend more. At the end of the day, you have to follow the money. Google will cooperate with you when it's beneficial to them, but at the end of the day, they're looking to boost their stock price. Without any comment on quality, the average engagement for a Google account rep is by the quarter, so incentives are not aligned to ensure the long-term success of your campaign. In the world of direct response, it's always possible to throw more eyeballs against something, and when you're selling eyeballs, it's the easiest recommendation to make. Work with Google at your own risk. As mentioned earlier, AdWords is designed to make Google money. One of the main reasons I believe this is because of default settings that can make campaigns completely useless. If you followed the steps in the campaign setup, you won't have any of these, but it's absolutely worth a double and triple check if you want your campaign to succeed. Search network with display select campaign setting. This is literally the first step any company takes in campaign setup, and the one that will tank the effectiveness of any of your efforts if set up incorrectly. Let me explain why. Search Network with Display Select is a product that shouldn't exist. It is an unholy Frankenstein monster that will split your budget between the highly targeted buyer intent search network and the scattergun interrupted-based advertising channel of the Display Network. The Display Network works for some non-law firm companies, but exists at a completely different part of the customer journey. You're effectively purchasing banner ads on content websites that contain the keywords you're bidding on, not people actually typing in those keywords. This would be bad enough if it were not for the fact that click farms and other unscrupulous websites have made a living out of selling bogus clicks in the legal space, which contains some of the highest CPCs on the planet. Even so, they're much cheaper than search traffic when they are legitimate. 
The results for this campaign will combine cheap, low-converting traffic with high-cost, high-converting traffic, and the resultant metrics will be a useless average. Moreover, the lower your bid is compared to the typical search network cost per click, the more of your budget will be allocated to display. There is so much inventory on display network that it is functionally infinite for the local advertiser, and you'll hit your budget every day. If you follow Google's recommendations on ad spend, you could be close to $9,000 in the hole by the time you call it quits. I hope you've been sufficiently scared into double-checking the setting. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.